appreciate that if you want to be a master of one, you probably need to focus on that particular event a little bit more. Hello and welcome to No Finish Line podcast featuring athlete interviews and discussion on running, training, travel and adventure. I'm your host, John O'Regan, and my guest today comes from Letterkenny, County Donegal. She's an Irish long-distance runner who competed in the marathon at the 2012 Olympics in London. She's also a former triathlete and represented Ireland at youth level. In December 2009, she became involved with the Marathon Mission, an initiative set up by the Dublin Marathon to improve the standard of marathon running in Ireland. She ran her first marathon in Dublin in October 2011, and in 2012 at the Rotterdam Marathon, she achieved the A qualifying standard for the 2012 London Olympics with a time of 2 hours 36 minutes and 14 seconds. In 2015, she was selected to run in the IAU 50km World Championships in Doha. In this race, she finished fourth with a time of 3 hours 33 minutes and 50 seconds. In 2018, she won the Irish National 50km Championships in Donadee, County Kildare, with a new national record of 3 hours, 24 minutes and 30 seconds. Today she will represent Ireland once again in the IAU 50km World Championships in Brasov, Romania. This interview was recorded at the Athlete Village a few hours before the race started. Today's guest is Katrina Jennings. I'm joined today by Katrina Jennings. We're sitting in the Hotel Alpine in Brasov. We've just had breakfast and we're getting ready to go to the race start. How are you feeling, Katrina? I'm feeling great, John. Um, really excited about the race. Um, delighted to be here and it looks like a nice morning. So I hope the, the race goes well today. What I think of it, we met up this morning for a run at four o'clock. What happened during the run? Uh, I saw a bear, but um, John and my husband Martin didn't believe me. So they decided to run after it to verify that it was a bear. And in fact, it was. So um, luckily they were there to protect me. <laughs> And we cut the run short and made our way back to the hotel and yeah, we got a little bit of sprint work done. What did you have for breakfast? Just a little bit of muesli and some protein. And is that your usual race day breakfast? Yeah, there or thereabouts. I'd usually have oatmeal if it was available, but um, just given that it's not here in the hotel today, I had muesli, which was perfect substitute. Regarding the race, what are your expectations for today or do you want to speak about that in advance? I think today, look, I know it's a stacked field. There's a lot of very strong girls here and which is great to see, you know, but the competition is going to be tough. So I just want to go out there and run the best race that I can possibly run today. And whatever position that gives me, as long as I've left everything I can on the course, I'll be happy. Now, for anyone that doesn't know you, you're from Ireland, uh, Donegal, but you're now living in Hong Kong. How has that affected your training? Well, I think for today it might actually have helped because the temperatures here are quite hot or it's expected to get quite hot today. I think we'd be running in about close to 25 degrees, which coming from Ireland would have been quite a step up in temperature. But because I've been used to training now for the last six weeks in Hong Kong, the temperature is higher than that. Hopefully that will stand me in good stead today. Now, moving on from the race, when you're not walking or running, what do you do? What, what do you do for your downtime? I love hanging out with friends. It's, you know, as you know yourself, when you're working full time and training, you don't have a lot of free time. But when I do get an opportunity, I do like to try and meet up with friends and just go for lunch or dinner, a few drinks, you know, just to kind of be able to chill out with them as well. And what would be your favourite uh, meal or do you have a favourite film? Just anything you can kind of fill me in on there? I'm not a big film buff. Um, I love food of all descriptions, which is probably my mm. biggest downfall. <laughs> but um, yeah, anything really depending on my mood. Um, probably ice cream is my is my favourite. Yeah, most people back in Ireland would know you as a marathon runner. You represented Ireland in the 2012 Olympic Marathon and you're a regular on the, on the marathon scene back home. What made you transition from the marathon into the ultramarathon? 
a few people in the running group that I run with in Dublin mentioned it to me. Graham Hopkins and Terry McConnell both said that they thought, you know, I might be good at the, at the longer than marathon distance. And I guess it kind of just intrigued me as to whether or not it would be correct. And uh, I said I'd give it a, I said I'd give the 50k a go to see how it went. And then pleasantly surprised, actually, which has made me think about maybe doing more ultra running. Yeah, because from speaking to you outside of this environment, I can see that your passion is with the marathon, but you seem to be really talented at the longer distance. So you obviously know you're good at it. So is that making it harder to maybe stick with the marathon or do you think 50k will be the distance? You're right, John. It is a constant struggle for me because I do love the marathon and I think somehow I know that I'm probably a better 50k or longer distance runner than I am a marathon runner. But because I'm passionate about the marathon, it's a, it's a mental battle for me which one to focus on. Though I'm currently trying to, you know, still do both. But I appreciate that if you want to be a master of one, you probably need to focus on that particular event a little bit more. So maybe after today I'll sit down and take stock and see what I should do in the future. Yeah, I was actually starting to notice that whenever I was sending you a text message asking what you were up to, what your plans were, and sometimes I think you wanted to do one, but you were doing the other, or you wanted to do the other. Yeah, so it probably is a hard decision, and maybe, I suppose, the event might make the decision for you. This is where you do seem to be doing really, really well in this, and I personally think that that's where your strengths are. You're a high achiever, and come from a family of high achievers. Is there anything that you have tried and weren't so successful with? sport was? Probably rowing I think because after 2012 when I had a stress fracture in both feet I was told I needed to take a you know a substantial break from running to let my body recover properly and because my sister Sinead was world champion rower and aiming for the 2016 Rio Olympics it kind of dawned on me that maybe I should take up rowing and a few people had actually said it to me in the past that I should try if Sinead was so good at it that it may be in the genes and also because you have to do a lot of lifting weights in rowing which builds bone density you know it made sense logically as well that I could do that it would increase my bone density which I really needed at the time and maybe you know have a shot at qualifying for the Rio Olympics with Sinead. Now I mean I probably had too high expectations in too short period of time. I was mildly successful at it like as in I did make it onto the Irish squad and moved to Cork and trained with the Irish team but I suppose it came to the point where I had to make a decision as to whether to continue with it or not and because my heart just wasn't in it I didn't I wasn't passionate about rowing like I was about running and I always missed running so I just made a decision to quit and uh, get back to running. So you weren't as passionate but you were still very good at it? Yes I guess but not as good as I needed to be. (laughs) And did you do anything else when you were younger? Oh, we did. I did a wide range of sports, like everything, basketball, badminton, volleyball, gymnastics, ballet at a stage, um, camogie, <laughs> football, everything. Like Yeah, so you tried we were, everything and then you found what you were good at. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's actually good advice for yeah. someone young starting out. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything that you know now about your, your sport that you think would have been an advantage if you'd have known it maybe five years ago? I think I probably would have started focusing on nutrition more years ago and I suppose the impact that nutrition can have on recovery and and also just recovering in general because I think as a runner you can really fall into the uh, just make the mistake of you know logging the miles and getting obsessed by the miles and including as so many junk miles in a week that you know you end up breaking down without actually really benefiting from those miles and I think now I'm just a smarter runner and I'm much more cautious about when I run I need to achieve something from that run and I'm also very clever about actually recovering from that run 
by nutrition mainly and trying to rest as much as I can. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. What do you think is your big strength? Probably mentally. I think I'm quite strong mentally. I think when things get tough, I can, can endure that. Yeah, and the reason I asked that question is I've seen you a few times during the marathon, early stage in the marathon or the middle of it, and I can see how focused you are. And a few times afterwards, I was speaking to you and you might have been, in your head, you might have been having a good day, but you really, really look like you're giving it everything. But in the recent edition of the Irish Runner, there's a very good interview with you by Carl Dennehy. And a few quotes, and one of them was during the Comrades, where you said, I was in extreme agony. You seem to be able to push through the suffering, and push through the pain. To me, I think that's really where, you know, it's something that kind of makes you stand out from somebody else. Yeah, I think I suppose when it comes to the pain, I just, I mean, everyone knows the disappointment of not performing as well as what you'd hoped to. And I think that pain stays with you for a lot longer than the the temporary pain that you endure right. during a race. And that's what goes through my mind when I'm suffering in a race. With the comrades, you finished third place this year. How was that? Oh, that was fantastic. That it really surpassed my expectations with that race. I just really enjoyed. I mean, during it, obviously, it was really, really tough. It was a very, it was probably the toughest race I've ever done. But you know, it was. I really walked away from that race going. That was probably as near perfect a race as I could have run on the day. And I think when you have that feeling that you've given it your all and you've executed well, there's nothing really more that you can give then it's a good race. Um, and what made you pick the comrades? How did you know about it? Again, it was Graham Hopkins that okay. um, has talked to me about the comrades for a few years now and has told me that, uh, you know, he continued to tell me that he thought that I would be good at it and that I should give it a go. But to me, 89k just seemed crazy. And um, it was just a distance that I thought was too far and not really, I didn't think it would be one of my strengths, but I was intrigued by it and I wanted to see how it would go. So I just decided I didn't feel like I had done the perfect preparation or anything beforehand, but I wanted to see how it would go. So I kind of went in almost with, I suppose, an air of expectation, wondering what would happen and knowing that once I ran it, it would give me a lot more information as to whether or not I'd be good at the distance or not. Yeah, because 89k is a big step up from the marathon, a big, big step. When you're on the start line, what was going through your head? On the start line, I was actually pretty relaxed because I thought, well, it doesn't really matter if I don't get the perfect start here because I've plenty of time to make up for it. And if anything, I prefer to go off too slow and you know come through rather than go off too hard and die because 89k would be a long time to be suffering. I was actually pretty relaxed on the start line I just wanted to get off the start line leanly and I'd heard that it was a bit of a melee because there's just thousands of people trying to you know start at the same time and so I did get off, I went off quite fast for the first 400 metres and then just slowed into a nice rhythm and kept going I was speaking to you before the comrades briefly, I had mentioned this race and you didn't want to even think about this race until you had done the comrades so you were very much focused you knew the other one was there but your focus was directed to the one event that can be kind of hard to do because in some ways we look for escape routes and kind of an opportunity if you're not doing well on something it's like okay well i'll save rather than suffering a bit more i'll save myself and use it somewhere else how do you stay so focused well, John, that's exactly why I didn't want to think about the 50k because I don't like having alternatives. I think mentally, as you say, if you have a second backup plan or a plan B, you will, like when you're suffering in a race, you will automatically think, oh, well, I'll do better the next day because it's an easier or it's an easier, you know, use for yourself. So when I'm focusing on a big race, I don't like to have another race in the back of my mind. If I'm running a marathon, it's that marathon. It's not, well, if this one doesn't go well, I'll run another one in a few weeks. I'll drop out at the 20 mile mark. I just don't like that because, of course, you're going to go through a 
point in a race where it's really tough and you're struggling and I don't like having a, a plan B and I didn't want to have a second focus on that day. I've noticed that happens quite a lot and I often hear people have seen that somebody drop out of a race because they always have something else in mind and it, it kind of makes it too easy to stop. From my experience I think that stopping in a race it's something you shouldn't get used to because even you stop once it's going to practice for stopping again. Because then from speaking to you how focused you were and it is a hard thing to really do. You speak about your nutrition for recovery and that. Have you any training advice? I guess training advice I think just keep it very simple. You know there's probably three key sessions you need to fit in a week. I think everything else is just about recovery or preparation or getting the I suppose there is a certain amount of miles you need to build up if you're going to run longer distances but I think it is really key to get those important sessions done and get good quality running done in those sessions. So like that would be say the, the Tuesday intervals, the Saturday tempo and the Sunday long run. I think everything outside that is joins them together. Yeah. Can you recommend any resources such as a book that you think you might have gained something from or a TED talk or I read uh, Chrissy Wellington's book A Life Without Limits recently. I ran with Chrissy in the Nedbank team in Comrades. She's a fantastic girl. She's four-time world champion in the Ironman Triathlon and an incredibly humble and very helpful athlete. And uh, I admired her so much I wanted to read her book. And I find it incredibly inspiring because, you know, she's just had such an interesting life. And I suppose it it really just makes you, especially for younger people that aren't sure what they want to do, I think it really shows that if you have a passion and you want to follow it, that you should, if you follow your dreams they do come true yeah that's good advice do you have a favorite band uh, not really i'm not really a music person either in fact um, my friends think i'm hilarious in my limited music uh, <laughs> selection so uh no i like listening to just like pop music on the radio okay well we won't embarrass you so just just leave it at that pop music yeah now is there anything that you were kind of interested in knowing more about nutrition i'd love to actually fully understand more about what exactly you need at what points i think while i have probably a basic knowledge of it i'd like to understand it a bit more in fact i did actually look at doing a kind of a, a quasi diploma on in nutrition because i think i could really benefit from it i suppose i'm just trying to learn as i go but i think sometimes athletes probably underestimate the importance of it and i'm i definitely fall into that category myself yeah that's good advice is there anything i might have forgotten to ask you something you think that a listener might benefit from i don't think so really i just think that i suppose as a runner i think we're so lucky that it's such an accessible sport no matter where you are in the world you can just throw your runners on and go out and explore the area i think the freedom it gives you is fantastic i think that we're just so fortunate to have a sport that you can do anywhere in the world and that it gives you the opportunity to meet people and travel which is you know fantastic now i'm conscious of the time now it's 605 a.m we have to be leaving here within the next 25 minutes i doubt that you're going to listen to this on playback but if i was to try and tempt you to listen to a future podcast who as a guest would make you switch on possibly paula radcliffe Sonia sullivan but any irish sports person really like andy lee read his book recently actually as well fantastic read not a running book but a sports book which was which was actually fantastic i actually love listening to other people's stories so yeah another irish sports person i think i'd okay yeah that's good and tune and in. that might actually help me get one of them on, on board okay listen thanks so much for your time i'll say good luck today and i'm going to be at your table looking after your nutrition along with your husband martin and we might just do a little follow-up after the race great thanks john okay and thank you 